to the two words podcast my name is john and with me as always is my tag team partner radio matt what's up radio matt i don't know i'm nervous channeling i like some, things channeling some some hacksaw jim duggan hmm. yeah you just beat cancer hmm. yeah i did not know got that. to like ring the bell and everything i'm gonna be honest i didn't know he was still alive <laughs> So that's they used to, that's, he was one of those like, guys he, they used to bring out in the Royal Rumble and he's like, you know, 80. Yeah. But they right. like and it's been a while since that happened. Yeah, it's so just like his once a year <laughs> earning <laughs> earning his contract, but who knows. Well, welcome everybody to the Two Words podcast. Where today our two words are now what? As we have uh, made our way past WrestleMania season, it's kind of the the beginning of a new year. This is always kind of the the there's an end to one season and a beginning to the next. Um, oh, is it a new beginning? And 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 Radio Matt, if you could see him right now, has so much tension in his chest. He is visibly Got pent up rage, ready to explode today. Uh, but first, hey yo, AEW announced, uh, I think just today, that they are um, going to be hosting the very first wrestling pay per view since uh, since SummerSlam '92, hosted at. At Wembley Stadium in the UK. They are doing uh, all in London. Wow. Okay. I'm kind of, but like, wait, the other ones are called all out, aren't they? Yeah. Okay. All in was the first ever before AEW was a thing. It was yeah. the first ever like the casino thing. Yeah. I liked that. All out was like the big. It's return. like the big return. So yeah, first, <laughs> that's first, uh, first event since. Uh, I feel because we talk about, we've talked about it a lot. Most of like the wrestling review channels, the ones that make all the lists, yeah. go to all the shows and recap all the. Almost all of them are from England. Oh yeah, like Wrestle Talk, Cultaholic, and they're almost inaudible. Uh, <laughs> what, what culture? I, yeah. I can't. <laughs> no, I've I've gotten used to them by now. Yeah, but they're almost all. All the big names are all in England, and they get so little. They get so little live oh, yeah. events. Yeah, because they have to. They have to. You know, they have to be up at like two o'clock in the morning to watch a pay per view. Right. Yeah. So no, it's, I get it's, that. Uh, um, I don't be. Nice. I mean, that's like it's like a historic stadium. Mm-hmm. It's a. It's kind of a big deal. If they can sell it out, good on them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know. I, like um, I, I was noticing. I was watching. Um, uh, I was watching highlights from Kenny Omega versus Vikingo, mm-hmm. um, which was a dope match. Really good match. Um, and it's like, yeah, everything looks like it's sold out, but that's because they turned the lights out on the upper deck. Like you can tell, <laughs> they do exactly what New Japan does at Wrestle Kingdom. Yep, yep, <laughs> They're yep. just like, they just shut down all of the seats that don't get filled, which is typical <laughs> for Japan. Just like, hey, you know, if you can't read, we're not going to enlist, we're not going to include you on our literacy chart. 
Right. And so if you don't if you don't sell the seat, then the seat didn't not get sold. It's just not a sold seat. Uh, hey, oh, uh, another one for AEW here. AEW is considering in the future, near future, running a multi-day event. So some of the biggest wrestling shows a year now are multi-day events, including WrestleMania, which is now firmly every year going to be a two-day affair. Uh, Wrestle Kingdom and Triple Mania are also multi-day experiences. Uh, All Elite Wrestling is eyeing up their biggest show ever, All In in Wembley Stadium, just like you said. But ahead of that, he said that the uh, the idea of running multi-day uh, Tony Khan said this rather multi-day events is uh, in his brain as something that they're planning on doing. So we could do one event spanning a weekend. We could also do multiple events across a whole week. It's something we're considering, especially as we keep entering into many new debut markets. Uh, we're looking forward to expanding and holding more huge events. So I'm just like I said, like I keep saying, I'm afraid that they're just they're trying to scale too fast. Well, but they also have a massive roster right now, and, and they so do if they could spread that out just to. Just a touch. They do. But, like, I don't know. It's just, I like the idea of a multi-day. I like the idea of, you know, having, like, a wrestling festival where it's just, like, it's like bands except you're wrestling. <laughs> wrestle it's like, it's like, like, you know, because I think I've talked about this before, but, like, the idea that, like, that first Coachella that got really, really big mm-hmm. might have been the first Coachella ever, but, like, you you watched that. If you didn't go to the festival, you watched that by tuning into YouTube, mm-hmm. and they had, like, the different stages on YouTube, and that's, like, how you watched it. That would be something that I think would be really cool to do with wrestling. But. It's like a multi-stadium thing in the same yeah. area. Oh, yeah. Different things going on. A WrestleMania yeah. two, if you would. If, if you, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh. I, I, think, I think it was WrestleMania one I was watching one time, and they had, like, the, you know, backstage commentator, mm-hmm. and he was doing something, and then all of a sudden just, like, a herd of people walked in front of him. <laughs> And he stopped and waited for them to go, and then he's just like started back up again. It's like oh, we've never done this before. My, so. how 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 far I've come. Uh, hey, yo, are we gonna get a good wrestling video game anytime, ever anymore? I don't know. I mean, just like has AEW's been pushed back again? Is that I, don't like the, I don't know. I don't know. The fourth. It's been pushed back like four or five times. But. Uh, WWE 2K23 is the like fifth year in a row that I've heard nothing but dog crap about. Really? Video game. Yeah. Everybody's everybody's been upset. Um, everybody's commenting all of these things. And in fact, uh, I came across a comment from uh, our very good friend uh, Scott, mm. and it said uh, they don't read these comments, and if they do, they clearly don't care. We adjusted some sliders, but also the entire game is broken. Good luck. Bye. <laughs> that sounds about right. Like, that sounds that's. That's kind of what they're doing. Um, I, I just want to go back to um, WrestleMania 2000 days. Those were those were blocky but fun. They you know, worked. Yeah, I I really enjoyed uh, 2K13. I enjoyed 2K14. I still enjoy both of those games. Yeah. Um, now those were before you know we got into like the the other next the newest next gen stuff where now everything is. On everything is uh, downloaded software. There's no actual like disc, and yeah. I think that probably has something to do oh, with it. Oh, absolutely. But also, it's like every year you're putting out 
another video game that is either not any different than the one before or it's way too different that nobody likes and it's glitchy and and the, and they can't even really use the fact that it's every year because they took two years off they or well a year off the, after 2k20 and the disaster that was they didn't release a 2k21 that's true they're like we're gonna take two years and really make <laughs> this work what happened <laughs> What happened with that two years? Well, you know, we said we were going to do that, but then we kind of just drank that whole time. (laughs) TV's been so good lately, you know? Television's gotten really good Television's gotten really good lately. Sorry. Uh, (laughs) Hey, yo, uh, The Miz, I know we're going to be talking about WrestleMania 39 later, but this is just a little little tidbit. The Miz genuinely did not know about Pat, Pat McAfee being his opponent. Uh, in that first night, <laughs> that's fun. He knew he knew that he was going to have an opponent. He just did not know it was going to be Pat. It was going to be until it happened. He, uh, Pat said that only about four people knew he was even there, and one of them was just the guy that sets up the monitors backstage because <laughs> he happened to see him. He was just there. <laughs> but yeah, I think that's that's fun. So Michael Cole genuinely didn't know. Pat said he was even like peeking at Michael Cole uh, behind a behind a thing, <laughs> looking at him. <laughs> That's great. That's great. I love that they do stuff like that. I know it doesn't really change how it feels to the people viewing it at home. Yeah, yeah. But knowing that they're doing this kind of stuff. Knowing that they also feel the same way we feel. And that Michael Cole is genuinely marking out when Pat McAfee comes out. It just makes me happy. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) I get that. I get that. Well, hey, yo, uh, big news. The WWE Endeavor uh, transaction has gone through. Crazy. Yeah, crazy. better than Saudi Arabia, but crazy. Well, yeah. I, what do you, What do you think is going to come of that? Uh, honestly, dude, I think this is a. I think this is one of the best. Yeah. Possibilities. Um, UFC is a powerhouse, and no matter. I mean, it has its detractors, but there's no arguing with the money. Yeah. And uh, I think that there are some problems with the. Uh, Structure, which we will talk about in now what, and that's yeah. part of what I'm going to get off my chest. Yeah, but I can't imagine this is going to be bad for WWE. Now, I really want to see uh, Joe Rogan announce like color commentate for WWE. Right. I don't because he won't pull any punches, and he'll uh, he might also. There's a part of me that's like he's going to get really amped up and do it just like he would UFC. There's also a part of me that would be like, that's so fake. I could just <laughs> faking that. I could totally get out get out of that very quickly. You just got to turn. This is this is stupid. Why am I here? Why can't he climb that ladder any faster than this? What's <laughs> going on? Is <laughs> the ladder got super glue on it? What's going on? <laughs> Um, I saw I saw several videos um, imitating uh, uh, Vince McMahon. It was like you have uh, we have a, we have a couple of different name changes. Uh, we're gonna shorten Amanda Nunez. She's a killer, but uh, doesn't really roll off the tongue. So we're just gonna call her Munez. Um, Conor McGregor, that's great. Uh, Knickknack Patty Whack, obviously, and uh, Jorge Masvidal, amazing, amazing guy, beast, Christian guy. I like him, but uh, you know Jorge Masvidal is really not a not a great name. So we're just gonna call him George Murder Machine. <laughs> Killer McFrost. Killer McFrost. That's that's what it is. That's what Chili it is. Chili McFreeze. Uh, <laughs> uh, hey, yo, and a follow-up to that thing. Uh, investors in WWE are 
quote, struggling to rationalize, unquote, Endeavor's valuation of WWE and UFC. Hmm. It was announced Monday, of course, April 3rd, that the WWE had been sold um, to uh, Endeavor. But Endeavor's going to hold 51% controlling interest, leaving the shareholders to hold the other 49%. The transaction gives the WWE a valuation of $9.3 billion, or $106 per share before post-closing, uh, before the post-closing dividends. UFC is valued at $12.1 billion, uh, which will give the new company $21 billion in valuation. The deal has been hailed by Endeavor and WWE as, like, uh, they face a more challenging task because of Wall Street, but the the deals add additional burden to Endeavor's long term debt, which it already sits at like five billion dollars. So it was noted that many investors are struggling to rationalize the twenty one billion dollar valuation Endeavor has put on the future combined company. The valuation of 9.3 for WWE is well above the current market cap of 7.24 billion. So almost or more than 2 billion more than what like it's currently actually valued. Uh-huh. Uh, and the agreed price of 106 per share is also well above the normal price right now of 98.86 per share, $98.86. Yeah. So Endeavor's president, Mark Shapiro, addressed the concerns because they're under investigation now, essentially, for this. They're like, yeah, what are you trying to you trying to pull trying to pull something? Trying to pull something? Yeah. Get out of this debt a little bit. Uh, Mark Shapiro said people are just trying to get their arms around the deal. <laughs> like, they just want a piece. They just want a piece. Uh, but uh, basically, there's the idea behind them valuing the company at $2 billion more than what it should is they're basically putting a gamble on it. They're saying it's the revenue opportunities in the future that make this a high valuation. So it's saying our, our potential future awesomeness is why currently we are $2 billion more than you think we are. Isn't isn't Mark Shapiro, the guy that tried to buy the Islanders with fake money. Hey, we don't talk about things. (laughs) (laughs) I think he did. Maybe not. There was a there was a thirty for thirty, but I, I think his name was Mark Shapiro. That's a that is a lot of money. It is. That's a high evaluation. You wonder how they come to those numbers. I mean, I get like viewing counts and that sort of stuff, but like with streaming and that sort of thing, mm-hmm. it's got to be almost impossible to mm-hmm. come up with an actual close number. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Uh, and hey, yo, John Moxley said during an interview with Renee Paquette, which what is her podcast name now? She got laughed out of the building for calling it oral sessions, and she changed Blew. it to something. Yeah, Blah. I know. Why I know. Did you even say it again? I know. <laughs> it pained me. Um, anyway, said in an interview uh, that uh, there's just too much uh, drama. In AEW, he's Thanks. not a he's not a big fan. Uh, he said, and I quote, uh, "I will say this, and I hate to say it. I don't think I've ever said anything even remotely negative about AEW. But I will say this: as an observer, it seems like I spent eight years in the Indies. I spent a couple of years in WWE developmental. I spent like eight years in AEW or in WWE, and I have never seen so much drama in one place in my entire life." <laughs> uh, I think the name of her podcast is Hot Pocket. <laughs> is it no no <laughs> that's just the best pun i could come up with that is a freaking pun. <laughs> hot pocket 
Oh uh, yeah, no, I read that story too. That's uh, that's nuts. I mean, I, I believe it though. Yeah, I wouldn't have believed it a year ago. I totally believe it. Oh now. yeah, no, yeah. it's easy to believe now, um, <sighs> especially with like all of the CM Punk stuff mm-hmm. out in the open that you can't even tell if it's real anymore or not. I feel like now I can. Yeah, now, now I feel <laughs> now like yeah, I'm, it's real. I thought this Punk was is just a, a butt. <laughs> um, He's a beehole. But he says, you know, we're we're sitting here doing a podcast, and you know what we're not talking about? We're not talking about the stellar match by Vika- by Vikingo uh, and Kenny Omega and all the cool stuff going on in AEW. We're talking about bull crap. This. My my last little hey yo here. Hey yo. Uh, one more thing about the Endeavor thing. Just 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 a. Uh, just to put people at ease. Hit me with it. People were worried. People were worried. They were saying to me, Donald, what's going to happen? Are they going to go back to a pay-per-view kind of format for the WWE? Say goodbye to Peacock. I said, don't worry about it. Uh, no. Uh, people are wor- <laughs> People were worried that UFC um, being so prominent in the pay-per-view arena Business. that they were going to bring WWE back to the pay-per-view format, make everybody pay 60 bucks, you know, a show again. Yeah. Uh, there are no current plans to do that. Uh, also, I think their deal with Peacock uh, is still in place and has to be for at least another three years before they can mm. even think about that. So for now, everything's fine. Don't panic. Don't don't be alarmed. <laughs> I am fine. Well, that is uh, that is our first segment. When we come back, we're going to be talking about WrestleMania, so keep it here. We here at LTN Radio know that not everybody is nerdy in the same ways, and you might find yourself in a situation where you hear a word or a phrase that you've never seen before and have no idea what it means. Well, have no fear. I'm here to help. Today's word is botch. And in fact, I've got a definition from two different sides of the Love Thy Nerd spectrum. First up, Dungeons and Dragons. A botch in D&D is when a player or a DM rolls a one. It leads to a critical failure, usually with dire or hilarious consequences. Moving over to wrestling now, a botch is when a professional wrestler attempts a scripted move or spoken line that does not come out as it was originally, just like that, as it was originally planned due to a mistake, miscalculation, a slip up, or an error in judgment. Hope this helps. Come back next week for another nerdy definition. to the two words podcast this last weekend we just had uh, our, our annual showcase of the immortals wrestlemania 39 uh, is in the books and what a roller coaster of an event um yeah it 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 went up and it went up and then went up and then it went straight down yep 
And those are usually really fun roller coasters. But, this but uh, in this case, was less fun. It was. This was not. This was fun. not a fun. So we're just gonna go through. Uh, through. I watched uh, alone or with with uh, a friend and my wife night one while Matt was streaming, and then Matt and I came up here uh, and watched together to oh, give our running. And my wife is here as well. <laughs> um, who could forget her? And she's right here right now. Just, she just won't leave. She's no, just, I'm kidding. She just stayed. <laughs> um, so we're just going to kind of give our rundown uh, of things. We'll just read down the match card. So first up, to start night one, we had Austin Theory uh, defeated John Cena. In a uh, match for the United States Championship. And it was okay. Yeah, we knew Austin Theory was going to win. Yeah. Because John Cena wasn't going to be sticking around. Uh, But turns out that match actually went far shorter than they intended it to. Went 11 minutes. Yeah, it, it was supposed to go at least twice that long. Really? Something went wrong. They sped through some stuff, skipped some spots, whatever. They wrapped up way too quick. I don't know why. It was exactly the kind of match that I would imagine would come from Austin Theory and John Cena being the first match on WrestleMania. <laughs> yeah. Like, was... you could almost just tell, like, John Cena did not care about being there. <laughs> he's literally just doing it because, like, yeah. he's John Cena and he has a match. And we didn't see him at all the rest of the event, did we? No. And see not backstage, nothing like that. I'm feeling like he had that match and left. Probably did. <laughs> Probably pulled the Brock Lesnar that year. Yeah. Started off, just got in his truck and took off. Peaced out. Uh, next up, we had uh, the men's WrestleMania showcase, the Fatal Four Way Tag Team Match. Um, where who won that match? Street Profits. Yeah, Street yeah. Profits defeated Braun Strowman and Ricochet, Alpha Academy, and the Viking Raiders. Um, that was. A, I mean, it was a. I'm. A, I'm. I'm gonna be real honest. I remember a few spots. I barely remember the match. Well, at all. yeah, this was <laughs> <laughs> this was... match and the John Cena match were like the hey, just everybody's still kind of coming in right. <laughs> to, you, to you the need, stream. You need one last potty break. Let's go. Yeah, no, it was. A, I remember it being fun. I remember enjoying the match. There weren't any stakes to it, so there wasn't yeah. any like trepidation in your heart about who no. was going to win. But. Uh, I do remember a few of the fun spots. I'm okay with it. I think it was a. I think both of those first two matches were were general undercard fodder for you know a big time pay per view. Yes, uh, which bring to our next our first uh, kind of big match of the evening. Uh, Seth freaking Rollins defeated Logan Paul. Did you see the uh, TikTok of? Becky Lynch seeing Seth yes. and his red thing for the first time. I told you it was I crazy. I told you it was crazy. That's, I'm, that's not fair. I'm so <laughs> freaking jealous. Yeah. I love it. This was a good match, though. And I think yes. we knew it was going to be a good match. Yeah. <laughs> gosh, I think we were, we were well aware. Gosh darn that Logan Paul. I know. I want to hate him so badly. And I just, he won't let me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very impressed. Seth Rollins has gone on record saying that after that match, uh, WWE would be stupid not to offer him another contract, a longer contract. Oh, yeah. Like, I'm just... And the spot with the prime bottle that we all knew was going to be somebody getting involved. Of course, it was clear to see. But it being KSI, his prime partner, I think it was fun. Him, Him coming in on the zip line thing. 
yeah. being all cocky and talking to the crowd the whole time. That was fun. I just there's even just without the match itself, just the yeah. just the prestige. Or even all. like all the ring gear was great in the mm-hmm. match, and like um, the spots were really good. I, the only thing I didn't like was. Uh, Seth Rollins' weird uh, pink yeah. chest straps that he had yeah. on for all of five seconds. <laughs> but uh, that was very it was a weird. fun. It was a fun match. There were a lot of just stupid spots for Logan Paul. Oh yeah, like for <laughs> yeah for a guy who's not this like, is his wrestling what, fourth match ever. Yeah, this is not. <laughs> but I did hear. Uh, was it? Uh, John Morrison. He was in an interview recently, and somebody asked him about. I think it was Chris. Chris Van Villet was asking him, mm-hmm. and he was like, "He was like, are you impressed?" And John Morrison was like, "If I had rehearsed all of my matches to the extent he's rehearsed all of his matches, my matches would look like that too." <laughs> it's like, yeah. okay, but like, <laughs> but that in and of itself should be something impressive. Yeah, like, <laughs> come, come yeah. on, guys, like, <laughs> give, give, give him a little. Come on. Give him a little credit. Um, next up, we had Trish Stratus, Lita, and Becky Lynch defeating Damage Control. And I don't remember anything about this match, <laughs> except that um, except that they came out in black and white. Yeah, they came out in the weird. Uh, it was like a comic book thing. Frank, Frank Miller-esque yeah, kind of yeah. comic book style. Um, yeah, the match itself, I don't think it was anything super special. Um, and something happened because the next night on Raw, Lita looked like her face had gotten messed up. Right. <laughs> like somebody had hit her. Not yeah. like she's like unattractive, but like, right. like it looked like she had gotten punched really hard. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, uh, she's also just older now. And so, she is. You know, when you get older, things don't. He was fast, but uh, no, I, I, it was, I, I don't remember hating it. I don't remember getting blown away by it. Yeah. Um, but it wasn't like boring. It just wasn't anything super special. And just the nostalgia factor, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, like all of those women are great to watch in the ring. Of course. So, yeah. You know, it's, it's, of course it's, they are. it's, it's a slam dunk. It was a slam dunk match. I remember being like, okay, this is cool. I'm good with this. Like, yeah, whatever yeah, this yeah. is. Yeah. Um, uh, we move on to Rey Mysterio defeating Dominic Mysterio in kind of the surprise of the night. Yeah. Because it was, like, nobody really thought Rey Mysterio was going to win that match. Nor did anyone think Dominic was going to do as good of a job as he did. No, and he did a great job. I think he it was did, a fantastic man. All of his spots, he his ring psychology was really, really great. Uh, his entrance was two, awesome. In, both entrances were fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> all, all three entrances that happened. <laughs> well, Ray had three different theme songs yeah. that he came out to. <laughs> all four entrances. Yes, but no, it was, that was pretty fun. Um, Ray Mysterio's uh, mask was weird, and I, which I guess yeah. uh, I recently read that it was a like a tribute to the Great Muda because it was kind okay. of more of the Great Muda's mask. Okay. But it's still like, it, that didn't come across that way. Right. No, it, it looked like... Uh... <laughs> Who did we decide like, to look like? Like Steel. Steel. Yeah. That's right. So Shaq is Steel. <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. The second night, anyway. Yeah. <sighs> okay. I can understand that if that's what he was going for. Yeah. But it's just, it looked funny to me. It looked, It yeah. didn't look right. It looked like a weird helmet. A bird, yeah. a bird helmet. That's what it yeah. looked like. Uh, next up, match of maybe the, pay, the whole two nights. Rhea Ripley defeating Charlotte Flair. I in a 23 minutes. Wait, 
if you had told me 10 years ago that the women that the women's championship match was going to get 23 minutes at WrestleMania, I laughed you out the building. <laughs> Let alone be match of the event. It was going to be it, it it tore the house down. It I was mean, it so good. Was it was about as perfect of a match as you can get. Yep. Yep. Rhea Ripley did exactly what she was supposed to do. <sighs> uh, Charlotte Flair did exactly what she was mm-hmm. supposed to do. Like and it was amazing. Rhea Ripley has has earned this spot, and this was this was one of the best decisions of the night. I think to, to make sure that she walked away champion and looked as strong as she did. Oh yeah, looked doing looked it. amazing. Um, and Flair did fantastic. She yeah. usually does fantastic. I'm but. interested to see how. Her part now in Judgment Day, because it feels like she's been separated from Judgment Day. Like they've gone on two different storylines, which is which fine, whatever. But just kind of weird yeah. to me. Um, uh, then we had Pat McAfee come out and beat up the Miz, <laughs> which, <laughs> which was, was fun. Fine. It was a good. It was Quick a good fun. Like, you know, a, as he called it, a palate cleanser. Or somebody <laughs> called it a palate, palate cleanser before yeah. the uh, between the two big matches. Yeah, um, which. <clears throat> Runner up for best night match of the of the events. I I don't know. May even be. I mean, it's it's right there. Uh, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn defeat defeat the Usos to become undisputed WWE yeah. tag team champions. The only reason I give the edge to the women's match because the women's match was pretty much banger all the way through. Yeah, this match took about five minutes to really get going, but once it got going, holy cow! Was that a good match? Yeah. This match was longer by a minute than that match. Yeah. Um, And it was the longest match of the night. Yeah, it was very good. Um, Overall, I think night one was fantastic, but the storytelling that they did in that tag team match was... Fantastic. Chef's kiss. It was so good. Fantastic. Um, Then we move on to night two. And night two had a very different feel to it <laughs> um, because night two started with Brock Lesnar uh, defeating almost in a Which match that nobody asked for. Nobody asked for. Nobody really cared about it. It didn't really serve a purpose, but it was fun to watch. It was fun to see Brock picking up that bohemoth of a man and slam him down with an F5. I just think like. We're we're always we're we're still trying to market uh, Brock Lesnar as this strong, powerful, toughest dude, most feared guy in the WWE. He's still the next big thing, even though he's been here for for twenty years. Um, and he got five minutes of WrestleMania, yeah, against almost. And almost, I mean, he made almost look pretty okay. I was I was surprised. Yeah. And it's probably one, yeah, one of the better almost performances. Yeah. Um <coughs> you know, but but whatever. Um <laughs> but whatever, we don't care. Whatever. About this match. The women's WrestleMania showcase, the Fatal 4-Way Tag Team match, uh Ronda Rousey and Shayna Baszler defeated Liv Morgan, uh Liv Morgan and Raquel Rodriguez, Natalia and Shotzi. I'm going to call her Shotzi Blackheart. Y'all call her whatever you want to. Um, and Chelsea Green and Sonya Deville by submission. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, they... I, Again, it wasn't anything special. These are the women I want to see, and, and we'll talk about this, but these are the women I want to see more of in the coming year. Yeah. Um, and we're probably going to get, you know, 
Natalia and Rhea Ripley at the next four pay-per-views. <laughs> and I'm going to have to deal with that. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but no, it was, it was an okay match. It was fun. You know, it, it, was, it was a good, like, bringing us into uh, for the next match, um, which was Gunther. De Gunther. Gunther. Defeating Sheamus and Drew McIntyre for the WWE Intercontinental Championship. Um, I thought this was a good match. I thought this was A plus. Yeah. Uh, for, for from big, from the entrances to all of the stuff, they hit all the right spots. That yeah, that Imperium entrance. Yeah, that Imperium was entrance nuts. was dope. Um, the the match itself was probably a, a prime example of a good. Big meanie men slapping meat kind of match. Keep keep your technical wrestling. I just want to see big meaty men slapping meats. (laughs) But it was it was very impressive, and I I feel like it was predictable. Like I don't think anybody went in there thinking that Gunther was actually going to lose this to either one of them. Um, But uh, Gunther is one of the one of the only guys that's getting such a huge push. That I'm like, okay, cool, yeah, no, he's doing great, yeah, doing a good job. I love, I love seeing him get this push. Keep it up, keep it um, up. Keeping, keeping with some of that traction. Bianca Belair defeating Oscar by way of pinfall uh-huh. uh, for the w, for the Raw Women's Championship. That was a good match. match. Yeah. Um, again, we had a we had two great entrances. Um, y- you know, it was I, I uh, yeah, yeah, I think. I it's think this a, was very typical, yeah. um, typical Bianca Belair. I think Bianca Belair might be the next big thing for the women's division. If she isn't already the next big thing in the women's division. I mean, she's been up there for a while. She has, but she, but she, she still like, doesn't feel like it. Does she doesn't she? feel, yeah. she still feels like an NXT call I'll up. agree. I'll agree with that. She, um, she, doesn't, she doesn't feel like she commands respect yet. Yeah. Which is crazy because she could probably roll up oh, any other could. woman into a sushi roll and eat them. Oh yeah, <laughs> like I would be interested in seeing her and Ronda Rousey in an actual fist yeah. fight, just <laughs> because Ronda Rousey knows how to fight. Bianca Belair's so strong; mm-hmm, mm-hmm. she just punch her, and she doesn't <laughs> look that strong. That's the crazy thing. Mm-hmm. Like she's so strong, but you, you're like, okay, you're sure you're, and then you. Was it she farm carried uh, Otis, Otis one time? Yeah. That was amazing. <laughs> um, but good. And, you know, Asuka, yeah. you know, I used to get sick of seeing her, but then now when she's gone her, for a while and you come back, you're like, oh, yeah, no, Asuka's great. Especially now with her new new old gimmick yeah. uh, from pre WWE. I'm liking it a lot. Uh, and <sighs> then the palate cleanser that wasn't supposed to be a palate cleanser, but it happened. Oh. Uh, Snoop Dogg. Defeated the Miz. Poor um, Shane McMahon. Yeah. Like, I was so mad at it's, him for being there, and then he blew out <laughs> his quadricep. I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. It's that it's that McMahon quad, because this is the <laughs> second time that's happened. It's like a genetic weakness. At least they had the presence of mind to, like, call an audible. And <laughs> well, and, and Bubba was, uh, I was... I was I checked in on his stream earlier this week, mm-hmm. and he was saying, like, you know, he goes, good on Snoop. Like, you saw him make kind of that side eye, and he was like, I know what to do now. Yeah. And that, you know, he just he just kind of went with it, and everybody went with it, and everybody was very, very happy about it. <laughs> um, now, 
Did Snoop look like an absolute idiot? <laughs> Did Snoop look like he'd ever taken a bump in his entire life? Mm, yep. He didn't even look like he landed either of those punches that knocked the Miz to the ground. No. It just slid on his cheek. Floop. Yeah. <laughs> and um, that was the worst and good on people's him for, elbow. <laughs> yeah, and good on him for being like, okay, I, this is the most ridiculous moment. Yeah. Obviously, I'm going to do the people's elbow. But, of course, he wasn't know. supposed to wrestle at all. So, given that yeah. fact, so, yeah, I think up, he was good fantastic. On, good on him. Uh, and that cleansed the palate for Edge versus Finn Balor, the Demon King. Um, I don't think it was as big as I wanted it to be, but I think that's because Finn genuinely got busted open. Did you see yeah. the picture? Yeah, no, it's that picture is everywhere. It's, it was like five inches, yeah, cut deep into that man's skull. And My that is, gosh. and that is some 1960s NFL stuff right there, where you just like, <laughs> you know, uh, sew him up on the mm-hmm. ringside and let so, him go. Yeah, I think. Way I to think, go with that doctor too, like. Yeah. Quick, quick, quick. I that's 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 pretty amazing. That was stuff. um that's kind of scary. Much scarier when you actually saw the photo. But uh yeah, I think that hindered what probably was gonna be a more bombastic ending. Um, but still still fun. But that was kind of the start of the downhill for me. Yeah. I don't know if you felt the same way, but like when that injury occurred and the the hype got let out of the match. It just, yeah, it just kind of deflated. Yeah. Yeah. Like, obviously, they're two professionals. Obviously, they're two, you know, fantastic in the ring. Obviously, like, their psychology is, like, out of this world, but... I feel like with a cut that deep, it should have just ended the match. I don't know. It just looks so bad. I think Finn Balor's just getting tired of... Right. ...being injured. And finally, he's just like, fine, I'll wrestle injured. (laughs) You know, like, yeah. fine, I'll wrestle injured, whatever. Uh, and finally, um, a 34-minute debacle, <laughs> Roman Reigns it was a, look, defeated Cody Rhodes. You say debacle. It was a good match. It was a pretty darn good match, but it was the ending match. was just so hot garbage and not what anyone wanted. And... Like they, we're gonna we're gonna get into the now what, and so we we can talk about you know what this might mean for the storyline and all that. But yeah. but just uh, they did. If this was always the plan, which it's looking like it kind of was, if this was always the plan, they did such a good job convincing us that we were gonna get that feel good WrestleMania moment oh, yeah. for Cody Rhodes, all the way down. To Cody Rhodes giving his weight belt to little Brody. Oh, man. You know, on the way to the ring. Tuck at that heartstring right there, little man. Hooper. Negative one. Negative one. That's uh, I knew he had a designation. On WWE pay-per-view. I mean, that was so cool, too. And just, just to, like, they even, the Hubers, Hubers even posted a photo before with the hashtag, you know, finish the story and all this. They really, really, really convinced us. This was his yeah. time, yeah. And then it wasn't. Then it wasn't. And so, <laughs> did you did you watch any fan footage to hear the actual reaction from the crowd? I don't know that I have. So the crowd reaction on TV, there were much more cheers mixed in oh, with yeah. the booze, which were clearly piped in. Because if you heard fan footage of when that happened, it was oh just a solid wall of screams and booze. Not good. <laughs> Not good. 
I have a lot of thoughts, but I have to save them for the next segment. Yes. So, uh, uh, so I mean, that's the problem. That's the problem with, with Night 2. It wasn't necessarily that Night 2 was bad. Necessar- uh, Night 2 had a few hiccups all right in a row. Shane McMahon, Finn Balor, and then the ending nobody wanted happening all right in a row. And so it left us feeling very deflated. For the night. Do you think had the two nights been swapped, we'd yeah. be having this conversation? I feel like we'd feel better about it. We'd feel better about every single match. Yes. Yeah. Because that wouldn't have been the ending. There's a reason WWE usually wants you to leave WrestleMania with a good feeling because WrestleMania is the big event. WrestleMania is the thing that, you know, families save up it's for. The and it's season the season finale. Trip. It's, yeah, it's, it's what people will tie their memories of wrestling to, especially young kids. And so WrestleMania 30, Daniel Bryan comes out on top and wins the oh, Undisputed. Man. Two belts in there. If you're in that arena, or this is your first WrestleMania, or you've been so sick of wrestling for so long, but you're giving it one last chance, you're leaving that WrestleMania on the highest note of your life, something you're going to remember forever. Even with The Undertaker losing in the match right before, for the first time ever, yeah, we still left that night on us a high note, because the last note was a big Good ending. Yeah. So how do we end it? And I had jalapeno poppers that night. <laughs> so had we ended with either the women's, uh, with the Charlotte Flair and Rhea Ripley match, or the Usos and Kevin Owens on night two, and that yeah. in the last notes we left on, we would feel better. I, I'm 100% certain. Certain of that. Certain of that. Now, I think overall, though, the pay-per-view... A solid B+. Plus. I think so. Maybe I think even so. A-. minus. In terms of... In terms of uh, yeah, everything that's recently been happening, I would say a B. In terms of like WrestleManias, if we're if we're grading the last ten years of WrestleManias, uh, obviously I think thirty is going to be thirty. Yeah, thirty and thirty-one Both really good. had had yeah. good matches. So um, who knows? Well, Matt's got some big feelings, um, and he, big feelings. Matt's got big feelings, and so we're going to let those feelings run wild. Coming up next, keep it here. Hey everyone, I'm Hector Mirai, and this is Faith and Fandom 180 on LTN Radio. So I just finished up three days at a Comic-Con. Long, eight-hour days in a dungeon of sweaty nerds. And in the process, you know, it can be pretty easy to uh, get grumpy, get a little uh, musty with your attitude. And especially when... uh, the con floor closes at 8 o'clock, but there's parties and stuff going on till 2 a.m. So people are kind of like usually a little saucy at first things in the morning. So uh, Sunday morning, the last day of the show, uh, I go to my booth to just put out some signs saying where I'm going to be because I had a geek church service first thing at the show. And uh, I wasn't going to be at my booth for like the first hour and a half, two hours. And I was just letting everybody know where I was. And so I'm in the process of uh, getting my booth ready. I'm sweaty. I'm moderately exhausted and uh, just trying to rush to get to 
the church service on time and uh someone uh turns to me at my booth and uh as i'm getting ready and they ask me how do i get to booth h1 and you know I could have had a lot of different options in my attitude. I could be like, check a directory. I could have been like, just cold or shrug or whatever. And I didn't. And I was like, okay, well, I'm booth. I'm row I. So you basically just need to go about three tables over. And you should be on row H. And it would be the first one. And I look and see who I'm talking to. And it's Stephen Amell, uh, Arrow, from the DC Universe. And he was trying to find some people that had made prints of him. And he was going to talk to them. And he saw me and just asked how to get where he was going. Now, he's not like, you know, he's a person. He's, you know, not that special. But I would have felt a little douchey had I been super rude to, you know, a superhero first thing in the morning. And it reminded me of this verse in Hebrews 13 too, that says, Do not forget to show hospitality to strangers. For by doing so, some people have shown hospitality to angels without knowing it. Now, Stephen Amell's not an angel. And I think it just is a bigger picture for us. Remember, we don't know who people are or what they're going through. So it's always a win for us to show kindness, grace, and compassion. Remember to catch Faith and Fandom 180 every Wednesday morning on the Back Row Morning Show only on LTN Radio. And if you'd like to learn more about Faith and Fandom, head over to faithandfandom.org where you can learn about our Comic-Con ministry, podcasts, memes, apparel, and book series. You can even read new chapters before they make it to the next book. I'm Hector Mirai, and thank you for spending the last 180 seconds with me. Welcome back to the Two Words Podcast, where our two words are a question, and that question is, what now? What now? Because, I don't know. Now what? Is now what? (laughs) Now what? Dang it, it's important that we get that right. We get that right. (laughs) Now what? Because we've come to the end of the season. We've started a new season. We have a fresh canvas in front of us with with WWE, and it feels like AEW as well. And so now what are we going to do with it? And now what would we like to see? Now, I mentioned in our segment last, in our last segment, that Matt has some very big feelings, and I'm going to let him get those feelings out of the way. I think it's important, too, because a lot has happened since it just in this short half a week since WrestleMania. Yeah. And this is setting the tone for where we go. And we can then build our hopes afterwards. But we're starting in a worse place than the final match of WrestleMania 39. It got so much worse. <laughs> so much worse in one in we've had hours. one show. <laughs> so WrestleMania good. Not the best, but good. Fine. Cody, Cody Roman thing, big letdown. Could be good. And the idea behind that is, you know, what the one complaint that we kind of had about Cody winning was that it seemed too easy. He came in mm-hmm. last in Royal Rumble and won it. Yeah. And then, boom, he's here. And so... Now, we might have a whole year or half a year build up to a rematch. The end result could be better in the future than it would have been like. So I'm okay with that. Here's what I don't like. (sighs) 
Vince McMahon. Period. No. Vince McMahon. This is what I don't like. Went on CNBC to talk about the new deal with Endeavor Monday morning. And he was asked if he was getting back in charge of creative. And he said that he would always have a say in the big picture, but he wasn't going to be getting into the weeds. He wasn't going to be into the daily shows. He wasn't going to be in guerrilla position. He's going to have his say in the overarching storylines. But that was it, okay. which is what we've kind of thought he probably still has had this whole time. <clears throat> Triple H met with all the superstars at the beginning of the day also on Monday, promising that nothing was changing and that ch the changes that took place in creative months ago were still going to be the case moving forward. Which is which is a lie. Exactly. For, like, they already knew it was a lie. Yeah. <laughs> he then kicked off Raw, Triple H, by coming out to the ring and promising that with all the rumors and everything swirling around, that we aren't going anywhere, implying that they should we should not be worrying about any big changes happening. Then not only did Vince sit his mustachioed butt in gorilla position all night for the Raw after Mania, the biggest Raw of the year, but he made no less than seven major creative changes to the show, most of which happened as the show was airing. Yeah. This was one of the worst Raw After Mania episodes. Oh, a thousand percent. In years. A thousand percent. And that's saying and, something because a lot of them have been disappointing in the last few years, but we blame them all on Vince. And, <laughs> and you know what? And I'll let you finish. But Go ahead. Like, I'm going to let you finish. But yeah, I'm going to let you best. finish. But, but here's the deal. <laughs> I give so much crap to Tony Khan and his his Vince Russo esque uh, booking, and yet Vince McMahon is making changes during the match. Yeah, like he's he is he is making changes at zero hour, and that's garbage storytelling. It's not how you do that. And that's what got everybody riled up. Prevents leaving before as he was doing that every night. Yeah, every show he was making change after change after change all the way up to show starting and then sometimes in the in the middle and it made for just this disorienting TV that nobody wanted to watch anymore. Yeah, it was getting so bad. Crash we TV. So is. happy when he left. Reports indicate that morale backstage at WWE is at an all time low. That several superstars have already indicated that if Vince continues worming his way back into creative, they, they are going to be asking for their releases. This includes an unnamed top-level superstar. Uh, so really, what happens next with WWE comes down to SmackDown. Comes down to this SmackDown this week. They are going to be in Portland. Triple H is planning to speak again at the beginning of this SmackDown. Not sure what he's going to say. Unless it is, don't worry, Vince is not going to be in gorilla position. <laughs> because the, the speculation, the hope, the hopeful speculation is that the only reason Vince sat himself down there is because it was in L.A. and he was already in L.A. And this one's going to be in Portland. And the hope is he's not following them to Portland, but yeah. instead he's going back to Connecticut or wherever. The hope is that he is not going to be following the show around. 
that his new role with the soon-to-be-named new joint company is going to keep him in an office building, and he will have, you know, some Skyped over the, you know, internet thoughts yeah. to share with the creative team that's on the road, but that he will keep his gross mustache in his office. <laughs> And that's really going to be the best thing. But if the reports come back that he's in Gorilla in Portland, I I have little hope that we're going to get what we want this year. I have little hope that we're going to get what we want anyway, <laughs> because I'm asking for a lot. But um, uh, so I guess just we we start with 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 the now what um yeah. what do i want to see in the <clears throat> next year in the next year i want to see them spread the love and what i mean by that is i want i do not want to see roman reigns uh or the usos or uh i don't want to see bray wyatt i don't want to see them at the next pay-per-view well, we didn't see I don't want to see a pay-per-view <laughs> with any of the people we've seen. I want to see a pre- I don't I could go. I want to see a pay-per-view that doesn't have Brock Lesnar. I want to see a pay-per-view uh, that doesn't showcase Becky Lynch or Charlotte. I want them to use the roster that they have because their roster is immensely talented and in the same way with AEW, but AEW has some more outlets for that sort of stuff. Yeah. I just want to, you know, we, we, we need to rotate this stuff in and out because what you're going to get is you're going to get happier wrestlers. You're going to get happier fans that don't get burnt out. We're not going to have to deal with all this thousand day championship runs that nobody asked for that started off in a garbage heap and is ending in a garbage heap. And I get it. We all love Roman Reigns and we've all loved what he's what he's uh, become in the last uh, three years. But at the same time, I don't need I'm done. I don't need to see that. I don't need to see. Um them put it. I don't need to see the WWE putting tag teams of random guys together to face the Usos because they don't want to give Alpha Academy a tag team title shot. Can you imagine how fun it would be? How much for them to have fun. the titles and to hold them for a long time? For a long time and just pull off incredible matches? Yeah, that no one sees coming. Yeah, they used to do that in the Attitude Era. They would put it on the Headbangers or someone stupid. Yeah. And let them have them for a little while and just have fun with them. Just, just it doesn't do it. have to be this all intense bloodline, burger, hard to learn, you know, yeah. nonsense for every single title all the yeah. time. I mean, how many matches are on your average Raw nowadays? We got a three hour show and there's what, like four matches? I think we get up to seven, but like two or three of them are quick two minute squashes. That's ridiculous. <laughs> That's ridiculous. I want to see more wrestlers get more chances and more extended storylines. Yeah. I mean, you've got a women's division that is the stackedest it's ever been. That's not a word. I know, but it's the, the it's stackerest. It's the ever been stackiest, stackiest, <laughs> stacked. It is a stacked roster. It yes. is the best women's roster that's ever been assembled. And they're using in an, an every pay-per-view. <laughs> and I get it. I love Becky Lynch, too. I love Charlotte <laughs> Flair. I do. We just raved about how much we loved uh, Charlotte Flair and, and Rhea Ripley. But, like, maybe Rhea Ripley wrestles, I don't know, Raquel Rodriguez for no reason. Right. Just just two women uh, whose combined height is 13 feet. With a real match, not a squash yeah. match. <laughs> not a, I'm the champion, let me beat up all the people that are on the undercard. Yeah. 
but like real legitimate matches yeah. that make us feel like, hey, and you know what we need to see? I'm sorry, I'm stepping on it. Let's no, 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 you're good. But you're we good. need this to see we need to see titles changing hands on shows occasionally. On shows. Hundred percent. I think I have that on here somewhere. Yeah, because we're we're not we're not that, that that's not on my list. I just happened to think of it because with those matches that I want to see of real, like legitimate competition with the yeah. champion, I want to have the thought in the back of my head of this title could actually change hands tonight. Mm-hmm. And in order for that to happen, it's got to happen a couple times. And they and they started that with the women's division uh, recently because they had there there was. <laughs> It was like two pay-per-views, and Liv Morgan won Money in the Bank, took the title, and then she wrestled Ronda Rousey on the next pay-per-view. And I'm like, okay, cool, we're we're spreading things out. And then immediately, Charlotte Flair got the title. Right. And Liv Morgan's back to jumping out of birthday cakes. It's <sighs> so sad. Um, I, I just, you know, I, I just, I want to see more wrestlers get involved. I, I want to see, like... I want it when Cody Rhodes comes out at the Royal Rumble. Like, it's a surprise. You're mm-hmm. like, oh, I forgot he's here. Maybe he could win the Royal Rumble. Like, mm-hmm. because we knew for two months Cody Rhodes is going to win the Royal Rumble. <laughs> yep. Yeah. It, it, like, we didn't even have, we didn't even get the element of surprise that he yeah. was going to. We were so certain of it. We didn't even, we didn't even make it one of our points on that show, on that watch along. Right. Because <laughs> well, they had already announced he was going to be in it. Yeah, ahead of time. They had already and announced he was going to win. And it. we thought the reason why he was going to be in it, and that they were announcing it, is because there was going to be another big name also. Yeah. That they did announce, like The Rock or somebody, was going to come in because there were still rumors that it was going to be Rock versus Roman at WrestleMania. And then who was who was the other big surprise? Nobody. Nobody. <laughs> I was going to say I don't, I don't remember. We didn't even get AJ Styles. It was nobody. Yeah. It was Nia Jax on the other one. <laughs> Yay! Aren't you glad we only saw her that one night? Yep. Uh, <laughs> what about you? What do you? What do you? What do you? Uh, I would like to see Orange Cassidy go feral. Uh, we were talking yep. about it, we were talking about it on uh, in the chat on one of the nights with uh, Pastor Coco. Orange Cassidy's gotten real stale. He's he's been the exact same since AEW started, and yeah. he was the same in the indies. He's been this character in the same format that it is for a long time. We need to see him snap. He can come back to this later, okay? But we need to see him just like lose his mind, okay, and go nuts. We need something to change. I could I could see that because <laughs> I'm bored of him that. now. I loved him, and I loved the oh, gimmick yeah. when AEW started, and it yeah. made me laugh every time. And then it, like the the freaking dives out of the ring with his hands in his pockets, scared the junk out of me. It was all great, and now he's not doing anything. He's new. not even doing it, and it's yeah. not exciting. Yeah, the gimmick is already him being like a boring person. Yeah, <laughs> and, and now it's that actually he, boring. Yeah, the fact that he was able to ride that for so long and still be entertaining is impressive, but now he's actually boring. <laughs> Yeah, um, I uh, keeping in the AEW. I would like to say see AEW and all of their brands stay put. I do not need to see the Ring of Honor champion yes. on Dynamite. Yes. I don't. If I wanted to, see, if I wanted to see the Ring of Honor champion, I'd watch Ring of Honor. Mm-hmm. 
it's on it, it's on it's on public access i'm pretty sure <laughs> or something like if i want to watch ring of honor i'll watch ring of honor watch it on a dirty microwave yeah i mean like uh. <laughs> if i wanted to watch impact I would have watched Impact six years ago. Yes. But, yes. you know, I, I don't need to see, and I don't need to see Kenny Omega, uh, you know, I don't need to see the Young Bucks versus the Music City Machine Guns or whatever it is. Um, it was a fun couple months yeah. when they were doing this back and forth thing. But you are right. It should not be a constantly ongoing yeah. crossover event. Do it. Do it. For like once, once a year, do it, make it your survivor series. Yeah. Where like everybody wrestles each other. Like yeah. that's fun. I'm cool I with mean, that. I mean, they do the forbidden door pay-per-view. Yeah. Right. With, with a couple other promotions. Yeah. Make that the big thing for a month leading up to it. Yeah. Have them cross over into each other, each other shows that that'll make it a novelty again. Yeah. But if it's just a constant ongoing thing, it's too exhausting to keep up with. I don't want to keep up with the roster of our, uh, for yeah. ring of honor. Or any of the other promotions. I don't want to have to keep up with every wrestler in New Japan uh, just so in case they show up once, yeah. <laughs> one week. You have to pretend to be just as excited as Excalibur about it. Right. Um, <laughs> uh, Hideo oh my gosh! You're like, having to like Google his matches. Who's that? Who's that? I don't, do, I need I don't to, do I need to do a deep dive in Wikipedia to, no, be, to, to care about this guy now? Find out all these guys. <laughs> um... Yeah, I just, I don't, you know, and, and that will also make the individual shows better. That will yes. make Ring of Honor better. Yeah. That will make, like, because now you don't, now why watch Ring of Honor? Yeah, absolutely. You're watching the one guy on Ring of Honor you actually want to see. Yeah, you'll get the, you'll get the, the biggest storyline happening yeah. over in AW instead. Yeah. The reason that, you know, it, it was perfect last year's Royal Rumble when Mickey James came out with the Impact Women's mm -hmm. Knockout or the Knockouts Championship, mm -hmm. because it had never happened, we had relegated that it was never gonna happen, and then suddenly it did. Mm -hmm. And you're like, "This is amazing." Mm -hmm. um, you didn't, we didn't even have to be surprised about that. Yep, it was fun, and they didn't make her look weak or anything either. No. That was a big plus. Yeah, it wasn't a bring her in and then throw her out and show her she's not a real champion because she belongs to another promotion. Yeah, like she was in there for a good while. Like it was, it was good. That's how you should do those kind of crossovers for sure. And have your, you know, and and that I think would be much easier to convince WWE of doing some sort of forbidden door thing with them. Like, hey, can we just borrow your Intercontinental Champion for you know? Right couple weeks all right my next thing back to wwe i need to see the bloodline actually implode i do not want to watch the usos and sola sakoa blindly following roman reigns for an entire another year i Fair need enough. to see jay turn his back on roman reigns i I laid out on the pay-per-view how that would have been the perfect time to defect. Oh, yeah. It would have been a beautiful, symmetrical story had, at the end, Jay turned on Jimmy, knocked him down, and then did the whole displayed the body out for Sami Zayn to come and pin, yeah. mirroring what happened at War Games. It would have been beautiful, and then Jay just walks out into the sunset, and we don't know what's going to happen with him and Roman Reigns in the future. Yeah. It would have been great. It would have set up such a fun 
weird rivalry storyline that Roman could have done for a while had he not been the champion. It still gave him a bit of a story and then a reason to leave. Yeah. And we're still, we're just in the same spot that we were, except the Usos don't have the tag titles. And so they're going to get a little bit of uh, monkey shines from Roman Reigns for a while. Little, little cold shoulder. And, <laughs> and that's, that's all we're yeah. getting so far. I need an actual ending to this. I don't want them to just dissipate. I don't want them to just walk away. I need to see what was set up at the very freaking beginning of this whole storyline. Yeah. I need to see Jay flipping kick the dude in the face. I need to see it happen. If I don't see it happen, I send it back. I send it back. <laughs> That's exactly it. That's exactly it. Well, like, the, because you had the Usos at the tag titles for so long, it's like, well, there's no story other than, like, the Usos right. have the tag titles. Right. Like, give me a story. And I don't want it just to be them chasing after Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens forever. I yeah. I give you one month to do that. Have the match end at Backlash. Have them lose again, and it'd be done. Yeah. I don't want it to be back and forth for the next six months no. between these two people. No. Because <sighs> it, it, just like I was saying with the women's division, like you have a really stacked tag team division. Yeah. That's that's really great. And. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Like, what are you doing? What are you doing there? Um. Kind of playing off of something you said earlier, I want more storylines to take place on Raw and SmackDown. Yes. Um, I want more more stuff. And and I guess really what I want is I want more wrestling to happen on my wrestling shows. I One of the reasons I don't want to see Roman Reigns or Brock Lesnar or Lo, even Logan Paul at this point is I, I want to see wrestlers who wrestle every week. Yeah. I'm done with this part-time bullcrap. It's 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 senseless. And it was it was fine when you had one guy. When you had Brock Lesnar was the part-time champion, that was fine. Because he was the guy everybody was chasing. And now it's like now his contract is the thing everybody's chasing. Everybody wants a part-time contract. Nobody wants to wrestle, you know, four times in a month. It just doesn't make any sense. Like you, you've got all of this talent, and you, you've got a three-hour show, and we're doing six matches. And let me bounce off that and go back to Raw after WrestleMania. <laughs> Raw after WrestleMania started off with Cody Rhodes challenging Roman Reigns and Sola Sokoa to a tag team match. Yeah, something that Cody Rhodes has not been a part of in years. A tag team match. And who did his partner come out to be? Brock freaking Lesnar. And so they started off the Raw after WrestleMania promising us Roman Reigns, Solo Sokoa versus Cody Rhodes and Brock freaking Lesnar is the main event. And that Biggest match of the year. A fantastic main event for this amazing biggest Raw of the year event. And, and we, what did we get? 20 minutes of Brock Lesnar beating the ever-living crap out of Cody Rhodes. I was... Livid! I livid, John. I I left the room five minutes into that to make a sandwich, and when I came back, I was like, "Oh, it's still this is still happening." Yes, like twenty minutes, plenty of time for them to have the actual match, and then let Brock Lesnar beat up Cody Rhodes afterwards. There was plenty of time for that, but they couldn't even give us a five-minute part of a match or anything. They couldn't even get it started. And Roman Reigns just hopped off the apron and left. Like, really? Yeah. This is what we're doing? 
This is how we're kicking off the year. Yeah. And WWE released a little, little statement saying that we're getting the, the exact reaction we wanted from Raw after WrestleMania. Are you sure about that? You sure, you sure, about, <laughs> you sure that? about that? You sure about that? <laughs> you sure about that? Everybody's upset. Everybody hates it. Everybody is saying they're done. Maybe this is the reaction they wanted. <laughs> they wanted to. Maybe they're they, trying to take Endeavor down. I want <laughs> you to feel fine. something. <laughs> Wouldn't that that just fit? That just sounds so much like. <laughs> it's okay, like, like, you boo. It means you felt something. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's like. It's. In my mind, you know, you just said that. Like in my mind, they were all on some like studio lot or whatever, and they were getting lunch. And Dana White like took the last cheese Danish, and 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 Vince McMahon was like, "I'm taking that company down." Yeah, <laughs> that's it. And so he's just like, I'm going to make everybody hate. I'm going to get them to love my product. I'm going to get them to buy my product. And then I'm going to make it fail. And that just sounds so much like, uh-huh. <laughs> like, um, uh, and the last thing that I really want to see kind of one of those, I know it's never going to happen. Um, I think the WWE should sign the Blackpool combat club. Mm. I would love Pretty to see fun. them in their tag. I think that would be the best the best addition to their tag team division. And I think they'd be, they'd be great. I'd watch them versus the bloodline for like one last thing. I'd maybe give it that, but I want to see all those guys. It'd be fun. Yeah. 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 My, my last thing is more something I don't want them to do. Okay. Um, I'll rephrase it. It's something I want them to do. I want Nick Khan to just shut up. Because he, he keeps going on news or calls or interviews or whatever saying, we got all these great surprises lined up for this event. You're going to love it. And then we get nothing. And it's getting us thinking, oh, uh, 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 the Fiend's going to come back. Uh, uh, Matt Cardona's going to come. Like, oh, oh, my gosh, there's so many things yeah. that could happen. And what do we get? Shane McMahon tearing his quad. That's the big surprise you were promising? <laughs> Thank you. So, we were all waiting for here comes the money to, to ring through that arena. We were all waiting for it. And you delivered, Nick Khan. Thanks, man. Thank you so much. I'm sorry. I'm bitter. I you really know, am. I'm so Matt's, mad. Matt's been going through a thing. <laughs> Don't look at me. I've been Don't going through some things. Through some things. <laughs> I just, I know we say it all the time, John. And I know every wrestler, wrestling fan says it. We could book this so much better. Yeah. <laughs> if they would just listen. But they don't. They won't. They don't care. They don't care about Triple us. H kind of cared. But now Vince McMahon has got his hand up Triple H's beehole. Puppeting him. Nothing's going to change, everybody. We're all good. It's going to be just yeah. fine. <sighs> Here's some water. I spit it. Everybody lap it up. That's right. Drink it all up, universe. <sighs> oh, man. It's this. I'm, mm, I want this to be the rock bottom. 
<laughs> I want this to be where we bounce. Okay. Okay. I want to come back from this better and stronger WWE. Better and stronger. We're going to make it happen. If you're going to make us wait until WrestleMania 40 for Cody Rhodes beating Roman Reigns, you better freaking make that pay-per-view the best darn WrestleMania on the planet. And I'm telling you right now, if they're going to be marketing this as WrestleMania XL, it better be freaking good. I'm done. Better be dang XL. It better be XL. We better leave, Think except for the time. Don't make it longer. <laughs> <laughs> Three-night WrestleMania. <laughs> Here we are, WrestleMania Friday. We got a solid 17 hours coming 17 up hours over this weekend. <laughs> Just straight through, too. No breaks, no breaks. Well, we are so glad. You know what? I, and we, we, we act this way, but we are, I think, a little bit excited about the coming year. We are ready for the coming season of wrestling, and I think I think we are yeah. on the precipice of something really beautiful. Could be good if they um, just do it right. Here's hoping. Here's hoping. Well, uh, that is our show. Um, uh, like and subscribe. Uh, you can find this podcast anywhere you're listening to podcasts. So if you're listening to it right now and you're like, man, I wish I was listening to it somewhere else, you probably can. <laughs> I do that. Does anybody else do that? Where they like you listen to a podcast on three different things, just to get kind of depending on what app you're at right now. Yeah. Okay, I do that all the I'm time. I'm making available nowhere where I am. If I got Spotify open and I'm listening to Jim Gaffigan, I want to be able to switch over to the two words at a moment's notice. You you will. You will yeah. want to be able yeah, to. Um, so like and subscribe. Uh, go over to our socials at two words LTN. You know, I haven't messed that up in a while. I'm very you're, proud you're, of myself. I think it's been a solid season's it's worth of episodes. It's been a solid season's worth of episodes. Yeah. We're doing it. <laughs> um, any of our socials, just go over there. Give us a, give us a little like button, a little follow. Uh, even leave us a little note. Leave us a little like encouragement. Hey, I love you guys. Give us a little kiss. Do a little, yeah, you guys are great. I think you're both very handsome. Um, you know, whatever, whatever. Uh, but that's our show. We will be back in a couple of weeks uh, with with some more fun. So until then, my name is John. His name is Matt. And if you're not down with that, I got two words for you. Bye.